0: Dish from Waitrose is an SE creative studio production.
1: Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infiz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infiz <laughs> and release. Infiz Your Flavour. Sage, the Infiz Fusion Carbonator. Available in a range of looks colours, exclusively at John Lewis.
0: Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello, and welcome to Dish From Waitrose. I am Nick Grimshaw. And
1: I'm Angela Hartnett.
0: How are you today, Ange? I'm
1: very well, thank you, Nick. How are you? Yeah, I'm
0: all right. Nice to see you. Likewise. Really nice to see your plus one as well
1: today. My plus one. Yeah? Yeah. Nice little Betty Boo.
0: I love little Betty. Yeah, I know. Betty's Angela's dog, who's so pretty. She's like, really, wow. She could be like a Hadid sister. (laughs) I do think she's good.
1: Given what she costs me, I think I probably need to get her doing
0: that <laughs> bit of modelling. <laughs> so, well, how come she's come today? And do you just have like random days where you like? Come it's a to random work with day
1: Mom? today because she's not in doggy school, and I don't want to leave it. It's a long day to leave her by herself. Uh, yeah. So, I checked with the powers that be, uh, and they said yes. I'd quite like to bring Stinky one day. Yeah, you should. Yeah, Stinky's good. i have met Stinky. Yeah, and Pig. Yeah, and maybe not two. Why not? They're very- She's
0: quite. Um, would like eat a plug or okay, something? Okay, like yeah, you've got to Keep your eye on her. Yeah,
1: but they're not noisy. That's the only no, problem with noisy. Betty. She, if she wants a bit of attention, mm. we'll hear that bark come She's through very vocal. all the walls. Mm. I just gave her um,
0: a bit of Parmesan.
1: Yeah, she likes it.
0: Yeah, she really enjoyed that Mm. bit of cheese. Do you think she eats better than the average dog because you have better leftovers or better quality produce in your house?
1: I think probably better leftovers and also my mum's involved in the whole thing. I don't know what your mum's like with dogs, but my mum will sit there and pretend to be eating something literally and she'll just look you in the eye and then the hand goes like that and it just flips <laughs> and the dog's literally and then she goes he's looking at me he's looking at me she's looking at me I've got to feed them they're starving I said they're, they're, starving. Not, starving. they're not starving they just know you are weak mum mm. <laughs> And you have no, because they don't come near me or Neil mm-hmm. or my sister. Anyway, so Betty, now she knows you're a weak was Well, I, was, try- I yeah. was trying to warm that's her it. up yeah, to that's bond it. with
0: her. So I've given her a little bit of parmesan.
1: Yeah, she's going to put on Licking half it. a stone off. She's, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: she's literally she doesn't even weigh half a stone. <laughs> oh. She's so small. Well, she's
0: very cute. Right. We do have another guest. Nish Kumar is <gasps> going to be with us. Very excited. Um, and we love him. I also might feed him a bit of parmesan. Yeah, off your hands. Off Same hand, hand you
1: fed from Betty. To, to see if he likes me.
0: <laughs> um, before we get Nish in, I thought we could... To hear from a listener in Denmark, yeah, hi to Moon, who says, Dear Angela Nick, thank you for a lovely podcast. Oh, I had surgery on my hand last week for a condition called trigger finger, which I assure you is not as fun as it sounds.
1: Mm. So, yeah,
0: it does sound fun,
1: but it does, doesn't it? You imagine it's sort of like trigger that, finger.
0: yeah. <laughs> She carries on. Sadly, this means that I can't do any cooking at the moment. However, I've spent all this week listening to The Dish episodes, getting lots of great ideas for my handies back in business. So I recently invested in a small air fryer. Right. Just because I thought, good way to get the kids into mm. cooking a few things. I imagine Angela would never use one. Or would she?
1: I don't have one, but then I don't have a lot of gadgets anyway.
0: I would use one, but... It's like, where's that going?
1: Yeah, it's just more stuff. More stuff. More I don't clutter. want any stuff. I'm with you
0: there. I even want to, like, put the toaster away. Because I'm yeah. like, I just don't want, like, stuff everywhere. Yeah. you've got, like, a toaster, kettle, microwave, air fryer. Yeah, too it much, looks like too courage. much. like <laughs> It's like, too much stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just have a toaster kettle. That's it. We don't have yeah. anything else Is in a cupboard. And the only other thing we have is like a like a magic mix, one of those, you know, oh, yeah. mixers. That's it.
0: Yeah, I've got one of them it's yeah. in the, the cupboards. Box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: like Comes boxed. out when you need it. And then yeah, it goes
0: never. Back in. Anyway, so Moon's got one. She's going to try it out. But yeah. well, my question is what is Angela's favorite kitchen gadget and does she have any top chefy tips for using them?
1: Well, it's something you mentioned and I love it and it's called a microplane and it's Microwave. basically. <laughs> 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 yes, Nick. (laughs) And as you so rightly called it, it's a grater on a stick. I love it. But you can grate oranges, zest Mm. stuff. You can do hard cheese. You can do garlic. You can do bits of uh, dried fish, you know, if you Mm. want something. And bataga on top. It's brilliant. And so it's a great essential. We always, and most chefs have a microplane. In fact, most kitchens have a microplane Mm. these days.
0: Yeah, my mum got me one. There you go. And then I don't know how... I did stuff without
1: it. I know. I was like, bloody brilliant. This sharp as anything. Sharp as well. anything, yeah. You gotta be watching. Yeah. Be yeah. Careful.
0: So watch your trigger fingers. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when they're back in action. Right. Should we get Nish Kumar? In? We should indeed.
0: All right. Let's welcome our only guest that rhymes with the name of this podcast <laughs> on Dish. It's Nish Kumar. Woo! <laughs> I see someone's doctored your menu yes, there with a Sharpie. Already... It's the Nish podcast.
2: I'm a huge fan of puns based around my name. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I've genuinely never been more excited <laughs> to do a podcast in my entire life. Like, are you kidding me? Look at this menu! Oh my god! I went on off menu. I didn't even get a biscuit from those bellets. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I brought my own food there. I brought my own food. Yeah, what did you wine. take him? And wine. James loves sweet stuff. You yeah, he absolutely loves. And I sweet knew stuff. he was either going to annihilate me because I didn't want a dessert. I wanted cheese. Right. So I was thinking yeah, ahead, yeah. and I bought a dessert for him. So before you bought a poof.
2: Yeah. Whipped and, me and that in man the has. Absolutely no integrity. Oh, so if you offer him a sweet, he'll immediately be like, "I don't care what you <laughs> yeah,
1: say." exactly. <laughs> sweet wine and sweets. So you know, it's a joy.
0: Uh, well, welcome, and we're like you, very, very excited because Angela has handmade Noki. I'm buzzing. I'm so, so ready for Buzz-in. this. I'm so, so ready. Now, as a lot of great meals begin with a bread course, yeah. And when we're doing our niche research, we found out the bread roll incident.
2: <laughs> I am. Umbilically connected
0: for the rest of my you life Google to bread,
2: bread, bread rolls. Yeah. And, and you come up. came up. <laughs> it's a tragedy because I love bread. Uh, yeah. 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 Somebody threw a bread roll at me when I was doing a comedy gig. Disrespect. It was absolute disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> it really was yeah. an act of wanton
0: disrespect.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 So now, occasionally, I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but so it, it happened and it was in the news. And then maybe two weeks later, I was doing the best man speech at my friend Tom Neenan's wedding, who is a great comedian and, like, we went to university together mm. and he was the head writer on The Mash Report. He's, I've yeah, worked with yeah. him for years and years and years and I was best man at his wedding and the comedian Ahia Shah threw his bread roll at me. Oh god! But unfortunately, Ahia Shah is not particularly one of our more physically capable oh, specimens. God. He missed and hit James Acaster in the face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel, I feel that was yeah.
2: fitting. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he tried to bread roll me <laughs> during my speech, missed, and hit a castanet. <laughs> <laughs> Square
0: in the face. Oh, I can imagine the Acasta response. Oh. oh
1: my god! He was furious,
0: furious, Brilliant. absolutely Huffing. furious. If you were to throw—not that you ever would, Angela—as uh, a chef, which bread roll do you reckon I'd have the sort of best sort of aerodynamic throw?
2: This one—it was a sort of like crusty loaf thing. Oh. Yeah. It didn't it was not aerodynamic, no. and also again, a lot of the people at that gig are sort yeah. of not necessarily. God's gift to sport. Even in the original bread roll in the yeah. room, like it was,
0: it didn't get anywhere near me. Nice. So I don't know if there is a good. I bread reckon roll like the, the b- a brioche is probably like the friendliest. That's the most jovial. Yeah, style. because yeah. I reckon it, it's light. But it's quite airy. It's quite it? airy, and I reckon it's more of like boop. It's sort of like, yeah, like... <laughs> it's like
2: I feel like it would be like a paper plane. Like it would catch yeah, the breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It would only happen if I was being bread rolled <laughs> by the character Amelie from the film <laughs> Amelie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so what Amelie through.
1: <laughs> you know like you get a baguette like that, yeah. like the French stick? You get these mini ones. Yeah. And right. they'd have a little point. See, oh. they, this is my viciousness coming out here, you <laughs> see. So. That would be like a little paper like aeroplane, wouldn't it? Yeah, It'd be like a right. dart.
2: You could frisbee a nun at some point. Yes. Like, yes. I think That's if you really it. whipped a nun, you could get it at some Yeah. shot put a crumpet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a whole new Olympic sport, I feel. I think this should be introduced. We should have the food Olympics now. That'd be I'd like just to
0: do an hour of this. <laughs> and then just wrap it up. So to us about Hold the Front Page that you just did with Josh, which was just so good. It was really, a really fun show
2: to do. Yeah. So Josh, Widdicombe and I went and worked for six local newspapers all around the country. And, um, and Josh is actually a qualified journalist. Like oh. when I first met Josh, he was actually working on the sports desk at The Guardian and he had done the proper qualification uh, but it turned out he'd not paid attention to any of it. Yeah. And I said to him, oh, so you must know how to do shorthand. And he said, oh, no, the lecture was at 9am on a Wednesday. <laughs> no, so I just never go. went. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was really great fun. I'm a stand-up comedian. You travel around the country a lot of the time. And you only see it through a particular prism. Mm. But when you get to go and work at local newspapers, you get to meet people. It's an interesting way to, like, interact with a part of the country. And also, the people who work at those newspapers are amazing. Like, yeah. The journalists of the papers are really great, and it was supposed to be a kind of celebration of local news. Uh-huh. And the best way to celebrate somebody doing their job well is by sort of dispatching two idiots <laughs> to do it to show
0: actually it's very very difficult. And it's really, really hard. I love a local news story. Yeah, though. yeah. Like I really love, it. and I guess like the one show sort of like, it feels has like that feels like, that. like it has those sort of like random stories. Like let's yeah. meet this lady who's uh, got uh, great. The eyebrows. one show
2: turn. <laughs> Like, and you know exactly what I'm talking about the the tonal shift on the one show. like yeah, that cycle. I've seen it up close, and it's like watching Van Gogh paint. like <laughs> the way that they can go. From a story about somebody who had a botched blood transfusion yeah, yeah. to a cat that looks like Bob Holness. It's like <laughs> it is unbelievable. You get whiplash from yeah. watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is also responsible for my two favourite pieces of television of all time. One is Mel Brooks yeah. commenting on how weird the show is, <laughs> and the other is the Cookie Monster wearing a poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, also, there's something about the fact that the other guest on the show is uh, Chris Tarrant. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why that makes it funnier, but it makes it it's so much funnier. Awesome. Yeah. I think the yeah. Cookie Monster wearing a poppy is like, if you wanted to explain to somebody this is what The One Show is, yeah. it's the Cookie Monster paying respect really to yeah. the people who died in World War One and World War Two. <laughs>
0: Hey, we're going to eat in a second. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, as mentioned, we do have uh, Noki prepared by the one and only Angela Hartner. If we were coming round to your house for tea, talk us through what would happen. Who, who's cooking in your
1: house? Oh, your girlfriend. She's a comedian as well. She? She's a comedian
0: yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. She,
2: we actually went to Murano for her 30th birthday. Oh, we did. Yeah. It was oh. a, so uh, this is a real, let me tell you, this is a, she is furious. <laughs> She is absolutely furious about what's happening right now.
0: But yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this. I love mm-hmm. Noki. Do you remember when you first had it? I remember first having it and like blowing my and my sister's brains like, it's pasta, potato, what is it? I, I actually remember where I was. This tells you, I was
2: doing a gig at a, like Cambridge University have these like really like amazingly fancy summer balls. Right. And sometimes they hire comedians to do them. You're often on at two in the morning and it's just a bunch of like incredibly hammered 19 year olds wearing tuxedos for some reason. It looks like you've turned up to like An all child award ceremony, (laughs) Um, and so they uh, they asked me to do one, and it was probably like in about 2010, and the pay wasn't great. But my friend said, "I've been to one of these before. We should definitely go because you should see these things. Mm -hmm. Like
0: it's insane." Yeah, I've DJed at someone then mad. What is that experience like? Because no one's listening. Yeah, everyone's paralytic. (laughs) Like people are being sick. Like. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird to know that I've
2: potentially been heckled by someone who will be prime minister one day.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's That's crazy. a really like weird feeling.
2: There was a gnocchi station. That oh, and wow. that was it's the first candid-ish. time I'd ever eaten it in my life. Not past gnocchi. Yeah, I also like I grew up pretty comfortably middle class and when I walked in there I felt like Billy Joel in the Uptown Girl <laughs> Like it was really like you walk in you see a bunch of people with their tuxedos and you're like ooh uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember it being. And how like, was it? I, I mean, delicious. Lot to live up to, Ange.
1: The pressure now. The <laughs> pressure <laughs> yeah, is I got, on. I've
0: got a slight suspicion this is going to uh, yeah. be better. A slight so suspicion. Is uh, pasta, but
1: made of potato? No, it's not pasta. It's just it's potato. potato. Yeah. It well, has flour it. falls flour under in the it. pasta bracket. But it's like a pasta course. Yeah. It's a substitute, like risotto is. That's oh, the, That's yeah. it. So you can have risotto instead of pasta. You can have gnocchi instead of pasta. Okay. But and it's not actually pasta. How does one make it? And bear in mind, you're talking to somebody who literally,
2: what happens if you come around my house for tea? What happens is I... Whip out Deliveroo and start taking straw polls (laughs) (laughs) of of who wants what.
1: So, you boil your potatoes in the skin, boil them till they're really soft, and then peel them, and then mash them through what you call a ricer or a moolie. So, it comes out like this sort of string, if you like. Like a Play Doh machine. I don't know what the Play-Doh machine you know, is. Like play-doh yeah, like you put Play-Doh, play-doh you it,
0: through. Yeah, doh. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Very much <laughs> like that.
2: That's fantastic, because that's a dynamic. <laughs> yeah, that like, <laughs> I might not be a chef, but I'm a broadcaster. And what we've just seen there... <laughs> That is a dynamic. <laughs> that is a double act, that if I've ever works. seen one.
1: We can, we can make it work
0: <laughs> yeah. for you. you. Push the potato through the Play-Doh machine. <laughs> you make the
1: Play-Doh hair. comes out hair. blue and orange <laughs> and pink.
0: Yeah. So once you've made the Play-Doh hair.
1: Then once you've made your potato, Yeah. then you mix it with Parmesan eggs and flour. Ooh. Blend it all together so it forms a dough. And then you roll it into these lovely little gnocchi that look like this. Oh, my
0: God. Would you ever serve that as just like, because once it's the big ball, I wonder what would happen if you just baked the whole thing and sliced it.
1: No, it, that is, would, it just wouldn't, I don't think it would hold.
0: No, it wouldn't hold. This is, part of, <laughs> this is part of the
2: reason why I'm a terrible booking for this. I have no idea what's been said since the food appeared. <laughs> <laughs>
0: since I got sight of some food, everything backed else just... Yeah, like, um, Blacked
1: out, it's done.
0: And what you use this little thing, which I thought was initially a doorstop.
1: It forms the uh, shape of the knocky. The whole point of it is that you form these little holes and wow. they... S- the sauce goes in there. So Ooh. you roll it like that and crush it in a slightly just to give that little hole. Oh, and then the yeah. sauce oh. rests the sauce in, in it. The sauce sits in it. Oh, wow. you Oh, I love that. You pretend to know nothing, but you do know stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like a little, a little <laughs> cup yeah. for
0: the sauce. Would there you, you ever attempt anything like that, Nish? Have you ever tried to make pasta from scratch? I did. It took all day. Did you really? I mean, I think get where my cooking skill
2: is currently would be like a dog challenging Kylian Mbappe to a game of five aside. Like, it was, I've got so many steps between where I am and- Knocky. Yeah, and and Play-Doh knocky factory. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but you
1: see, I think you're saying that, but you've adventurous. I mean, I read your dad fed you a brain curry. Yeah, yeah,
2: I've eaten brain curry, yeah. Listen, I'm one of the great eaters of our yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm one of the great eaters. (laughs) Can pay you anything, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Right. yeah, I had brain masala in a like in a restaurant in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was like a sort of food stand. It's called Badmiers, and it's like it was like a food stand behind the Taj Hotel. And it's like some of the best food I've ever oh, eaten in my life. The thing with Mumbai and Delhi, particularly, is like the street food is insane mm. and but it's important to go with people who live there because they'll be like that's going to give you diarrhea that's going to give you diarrhea that stand the guy washes his hands bang you're in yeah it. we're <laughs> on that street food in Mumbai and Delhi is like it's kind of unbeatable and but me means the guy is incredible because like he was a cook at this restaurant. He, he asked for more money and the guy was like, I'm not going to give you more money. People come here for the venue, not your food. And he then opened a stand. You know, like the Spite Store series of Kirby Enthusiasm. He yes. basically invented the Spite Store. Like he it. opened a stand next to it. And obviously everybody went... To the stand because what people want is the the food, yeah, the food. and the food is so good yeah. and there's like one grill that's veg and one grill that's non-veg and he, the lamb kebabs are incredible. I I haven't been there in nearly ten years but I assume it's still there. It was insane. Some of the popular. best food
1: I've had has been in India and in those sort of back streets. There was yeah. one time we were by I think it's by the Red Fort. You know there was this just massive oven mm. and the chef was just sitting there just literally on the side of the oven, doing all the breads, you yeah. know, but exactly that. I was with one of my chefs who was from Mumbai. A vada pav, isn't it? The yeah, thing you have pow, in, yeah. but, you know, that Almost you would pow. like. It's a soft bread roll mm. with fried potato, mm onion, spice, or just like a potato roll. Yeah. It's delicious. Oh, it's
2: delicious, oh. yeah, yeah. And pao bhaji is like, that bread is just like, I think it's just soaked in ghee. Yeah. And then oh. it comes with this kind of, like a sort of tomato-y curry thing.
0: And it, I mean, it's absolutely delicious. Angela, the gnocchi is here. Wow, wow, wow. wow. So what is this? It's noki
1: noki with-, with spicy chili, red pepper, mm. pesto. Oh mm. man.
0: Oh my God, wow. Okay. Oh, that is delicious. Oh, it's really melty in the mouth. Mm. It
1: is, see? Light.
0: Mmm. Angela? Not
1: too much flour, you see? That's the key. Not overworked. Like, when you're making pasta, Angela Yeah.
0: On the scale of, like, favourite to least favourite, where does Noki come? Like, how much of a faff is it?
1: Oh, making it? I think it's as easy as pasta. I think it's easier, actually. I think
0: even the word easy being bandied around with making pasta. is <laughs> <laughs> wrong. We, we have to say, there's a skill gap.
1: The uh, the table. Table. I have tried,
0: I did try once. Did it with my friend Anna, and Anna's a really good cook and she loves cooking and she's got all the kitchen stuff and she's patient and she's always cooking something.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was like at a time in my life when I was a mess in my twenties. <laughs> and I was like, got bored halfway through and then got sort of drunk. So it wasn't like a great experience and I've never made it since, but we did put like the strings up in the kitchen and hang the spaghetti off oh, wow. the string and all of that. But now I'm at a better place. I feel like maybe this is quite fun to do, make some lucky right? of, yeah. of an yeah. afternoon. Of
1: an afternoon, If yeah. not, you
0: can just go to Waitrose and buy it. I it's love that. absolutely delicious. Really good. How did you do that? Because that sauce is like... It's not runny, is it? It's sort no. of like chunky bits yeah. of tomato
1: pepper. and peppers in there, and then a chili pesto. Instead yeah. of making it with basil, you'd have put nuts in there, parmesan, and loads of chili and red peppers as well. Wow. All blended mm. together.
0: Wow, that is that absolutely is so delicious. Great. I feel like I should never eat again. Mm. Oh,
1: gosh, <laughs> too much.
0: No, that was good. Like, it's that so melts light. like yeah. potato and cheese melting yeah. in your mouth with a little bit of chilli.
1: That's why, cheese and potato, you can't beat that. Absolutely
0: perfect. And for me, a little kick of chilli as well. little always kick welcome. of chilli,
1: always per- welcome. Perfect we always like combination. a little kick of chilli. I yeah. love
0: a little bit of kick of chilli, yeah. Do you think your chilli intolerance rises and rises and rises? At this point, my mouth and stomach are lead-lined. My partner is
2: always saying, like, do you think you might have killed most of your taste buds? <laughs> like, for, for somebody it doesn't cook a lot and who doesn't have an stocked kitchen i've basically got like the
0: hot sauce range mm. yeah yeah is astonishing so yeah.
1: every hot sauce oh around. my god i've sauce. got every hot so sauce is it, it
0: right. no cooking at all at home is it honestly just takeaways no we've got
2: we got better during the pandemic because mm-hmm. um, the takeaways were closed because yeah. the takeaways <laughs> were closed. yeah yeah um but yeah i mean it is a source of shame for me like just because like you know like i come from a family that really like prizes home cooking it's yeah. a big it's a big part and and, and we're a food family. Like my grandfather ran curry houses yeah. uh, in Leicester in the 70s and 80s. And like, you know, my grandmother's an incredible cook. My mum's an incredible mm. cook. And so it is like a source of, and it is me specifically oh, that it's you. missed. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, cause my brother is a really brilliant cook. And, yeah. and, and also my brother cooks Indian food well as well. I really need to go on a course or something.
0: Yeah. We'll or just go yeah, see, see your, see your family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Where like, could where it do this then? course? But it's really <laughs> difficult because like, if you ask my grandmother how much of anything you put in anything, she mm. just goes enough. Yeah. Like it's, you know, when somebody's doing something mm. completely instinctive and she knows when something's not enough or too much. And uh, my girlfriend's brother is also a really yeah. good cook. And he, she always says that there's a thing where he was basically like, you've got a lack of acid in this. So you just need to squeeze a lemon in it. And yeah. she was like, how do you know that? <laughs> how do you know that? What are you, Breaking Bad? Like, oh, yeah. what is
1: this? Yeah. But in Italy, they call it allocchio. What you know, they do everything by the eye. Ah, See, right. my grandmother okay. never weighed anything, and it was just, she would look at it, and, and that was know. it. And she'd wow. just know that that was enough flour, that was mm-hmm. enough egg, that
0: was You're like that, though, because when we've asked things before, I think you think I'm taking the piss when I'm saying, like, how did you make that <laughs> dressing? And she's like... <laughs> And I'm like, no, seriously, how did you do it? And she's like, you just do it.
1: <laughs> so you never worked in any of the restaurants when you were a kid? You weren't far away? No, out. I, was too,
2: I was too young. My, my granddad ran two Indian restaurants, and then his last job before he retired in, like, the early 90s was he actually ran a proper greasy spoon. Brilliant, Which I mate. see as like a real victory for the integration of an immigrant community. If you yeah. can go from like running curry houses to running a greasy spoon in Leicester. And that, but that was probably in the kind of early 90s when yeah. I, I was about uh-huh. seven or eight. And I remember going to, we used to call it the CAF. And I did, I really didn't know that that was like, yeah. that meant CAF. I just thought, you know, when you're that age, you just, you hear a word and you go, well, that's a CAF. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was then, but then he stopped working. But I, before then, like all my first birthdays were in Sort of Indian restaurants Brilliant. that my granddad was uh, my granddad was running, but yeah, it's um, my grandmother was the serious cook. Right, yeah. she's
0: the yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's... is there any like f- fantastic grandma recipes that have? Stayed in the family, obviously ones you've ignored. But like, <laughs> is there anything that your family like yeah. still making? It's like grannies. What the
2: thing that everybody's trying to nail is. So we're from Kerala in mm. India, and there's fish in Kerala. It's like a massive thing. There's a lot of coastal cities, and fish cooking is a big thing. And there's like a Kerala fish curry mm. that my grandmother makes. With it's very heavily spiced, but lots of coconut milk. Yeah. And as a lot of the cooking in that part of India is. And it's just some, nobody has ever successfully managed to get it the way that she gets it. And because when you try to get her to explain it, she's like, you've not put enough stuff in. Or <laughs> you put too much stuff in. And everyone's like, amounts, grams, kilograms. Yeah. What does this mean? And she's like, no, it is that it's by yeah. the eye. Like it's she's like she, can, yeah. she, like, she can literally look at it and go, that's, you've put too much of something in there. And yeah. But that fish curry is unbelievable and she made it once when we were at my my uncle lives in australia and we were in australia and she got some like fresh fish from the sydney fish market Mm. and made that fish curry and you sort of realize that at this point she's not quite been working with the same quality of ingredients and that fish curry I, i have a distinct memory of me and my uncle like literally with bread, just white
0: bread, like wiping the pan (laughs) because it was so, it was so delicious. That could be the next show. So, like you trying to remake your grands. This is the thing, like, because my, my parents are constantly suggesting
2: television show ideas for me. <laughs> it, it's a devastating indictment of me as a person because <laughs> uh, they're always like, is there a TV show where you could learn how to drive and learn how to cook? And what you realise is, what they're suggesting is, is there an infrastructure by which you could become a functioning adult? <laughs> Is there any t- a string of televisual systems? <laughs> they've given up saying, could you change? Yeah. And they've now jumped to, is it possible for a television company to pay you to eventually scrape the bare minimum of what people expect from a, let's not be around the bush, 37-year-old adult?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: now, Noki, fair to say, is a dumpling.
1: It is, yeah, you're
0: right. Anish, you are a dumpling aficionado. I'm an absolute dump master. Absolute (laughs) dump master. I'm an absolute dump master. Huge dump master. Now, there's a lot of dumplings around the world. We have a map here. Wow. Which I love that someone's made a dumpling map. Yeah. Any of these that you have tried that
2: you're like, yeah, I love a fufu. I am a big fan of bao which is the soup dumplings. Mm. Because when you kind of bite into them, the first time you have them, it is a risk for burning your mouth because this kind of hot jet of water shoots out of it. You have to eat it quite carefully. I distinctly, eating a char Su bao, like is one of those like things you ate when you were a kid that as you're eating it, you go, I think fish fingers may not be the be all and end all. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. I, I I think I love fish fingers, but the, I think there might be a. It's a there big world out there. more. There. It's <laughs> more to life. It's that yeah. red pork yeah. when you bite into that kind of mm. pillowy dumpling yes. pastry, and then mm. like that kind of dark red pork. Oh. It, it, it's
0: absolutely! I like the char siu bow, like the the with the pork. Yeah, it's like a cloud. It's and very delicious. And there's always delicious. like a bit of paper stuck to it. And yeah, you yeah, yeah, the yeah, paper. yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I ate the paper. I, remember I love all that. Right. Uh, I do like fufu. I do. I love momos. Um, that's like a sort of Himalayan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there's really good ones at Darjeeling Express. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. London, they're, they're really delicious. Obviously, I love a samosa. Love Absolutely a samosa. love them. Love them. Yeah, and love a pierogi. I Absolutely
1: do Absolutely
2: love a pierogi. Where's the Eastern pierogi European uh, oh, dumplings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, yeah. really, really yeah. delicious. Like I've been, I've had dinner in uh, Poland, and they they just bring out big plates on. Oh, it. It's delicious. Yeah. I remember the first time I had ravioli. This is why you should always have friends from different cultures. Yeah. Uh, because I was about four years old and I went to my school friend's house, and I, you know I just I had only eaten Indian food and fish fingers. Yeah. And, and pizza. That as far as I knew, those were the predominant foodstuffs. Yeah. And uh, my mum said, "What did you have for What did you have for lunch?" And I said, "Ah, his mum gave us. I think they were hot tea bags." <laughs> <laughs> and my mum was like. What are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, no, they were hot tea bags. <laughs> and also like, because my parents gave me too much self-esteem. I was not backing down from it. Like I was like, no, they were hot tea they, bags. I know they were. Yeah, I know I think I know a hot tea bag when I'm served one. Mother.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about Pod Save the UK, which is uh, a brand new political podcast. At last,
2: a male comedian has a podcast. Yes, yes. For too long, male comedians have been oh, boxed out of podcasting. Yes. It's been a long time.
0: <laughs> Tell us how it all came about this show. Because, of course, you know, you're a, a political comedian. You, you have an opinion. or
2: Oh, time. I've got an opinion. Sort, yeah. I've got an opinion.
0: <laughs> and the brazen self-confidence
2: to share it with anyone. Yeah, yeah come on. I got approached by Crooked Media, mm-hmm. which is an American podcasting company that was founded by uh, ex-Obama staffers. Yeah. Um, who started a show called Pod Save America. And I was at one of their live shows in London and somebody dropped out of the second show and they needed a replacement. And a friend of mine from America called me and said are you free this evening to do the show? And I was like, not only am I free, I'm I'm literally sat in the hall. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm here. Yeah,
2: right now. Um, And so I did the show with them. And so I had, uh, I knew them. And then a couple of years later, they sort of contacted me and said, we're thinking of launching a British show. And I said, Oh, that's a good idea. And they said, we're thinking of you hosting it. And I was like, that's a terrible idea. You should get <laughs> someone who knows more stuff. But no, they uh, were pretty hell-bent on it being me in spite of my own objections. Uh, it's a show about British politics and I host it with my friend Coco Khan, who's a journalist. So, because mm-hmm. I sort of thought I need to get somebody yeah. qualified. We're trying to talk to as many people who understand what's going on mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yeah. You know, I, in spite of some things that may or may not have been said by prominent members of the government, I don't think that this country has had enough of experts. Yeah. Um, and so I think as much as possible, we want to have people who can understand things, explain them to us. And we, there's no point in us pretending to actually be experts. Yeah. You know, the great thing about the Pod Save America guys is they worked in the White House. They, uh, so when they talk about trying to pass a debt ceiling bill, they yeah. know how the mechanics of that is going to work. Mm. What we're trying to do is say, look, we're people who live in this country, we're interested in politics, we're engaged with it can somebody explain to us what in the name of God is going yeah. on? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, what in the name of please God tell. is going on and how uh, how things could possibly improve. I think, like, for a long time, like, I've obviously made a lot of jokes about the news. Yeah. And I'm interested now in seeing if we can find people who could offer some solutions mm-hmm. to the problems that I've written jokes about.
0: You can get that right now, can't you? Yeah, it's available UK. wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. And in a couple of places you don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can we talk about... We don't really know what this is, but our wonderful producer Claire told us about Nude With Nish. Nude With Nish
2: is a fictitious TV show that was created by the listenership of a different podcast called The Bugle. Uh, Right. A few years ago, I have young cousins who got to an age where they were independently able to access the internet. And at this point... (laughs) They found out that I had a Wikipedia page. Quite soon after they found out I had a Wikipedia page, (laughs) they found out it was possible for anyone to edit Wikipedia. (laughs) They subsequently played merry hell on my Wikipedia page (laughs) um, and said that I was, like, best known as Madam Lily, which is the name that they've called me since the older one was four years old, um, and said that I weighed £10,000 and every morning I stick a potato up my own butt. (laughs) Well, some of it was true. So, uh, some of it was yeah. true, yeah. Listen, a uh, stopped clock is right twice a day. Um, but then I mentioned this uh, on Andy Zaltzman's show, The Bugle, of which yeah. I'm a sort of a frequent contributor. And I sort of forgot that the listenership of that podcast is both engaged and tech savvy. And so they did so much defacing of my Wikipedia page that my Wikipedia page can now only be changed by approved Wikipedia moderators. Oh, it's like a, a bunch of, like, prime ministers and presidents and me that have to have their Wikipedia pages protected. And mine don't need to be protected from cyber attacks. They need to be protected from the listenership of a podcast that I am a contributor to. And one of the pieces... of There were various fake TV shows that I was said to have hosted, and one of them was... Nude with Nish, an all naked chat show. Uh, and uh, so that, it, 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 unfortunately, now that is forever linked to me on the internet.
0: Um, well, I can't wait to watch
1: yes, Nude I with am. Nish. They're <laughs> <Sounds, laughs> Googling straight after
0: <laughs> right. I feel like talking about on another podcast is going to yeah. set more people yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But good
2: well, luck yeah. is protected. Well, now yeah. they can't because my Wikipedia page is like Fort
0: Knox. You can't get in there, okay? <laughs> Nish, before we say goodbye, we have an end-of-a-show question for you. Sealed in this envelope, neither Angela nor I have great. read this but your question. Your nieces
1: and nephews yeah, yeah, Your niece
0: and nephew wrote it. Um, you can open it and yeah, read great. it to yourself. If you want to answer it, then you can win a Waitrose goodie bag. I'm not sure I've ever been asked a question that I've not been comfortable uh, I was to say, yeah. answer. <laughs>
2: Nish, for a Waitrose goodie bag, all you have to do is answer this question. You are friends with Ed Gamble. You are friends with James Acaster. Are you secretly annoyed at how successful Off Menu is? (laughs) And also, underneath it says, because we are.
1: (laughs) Give us time. We're coming for those two.
2: No, I'm thrilled... A, I'm thrilled that it occupies the two of them, because I worry what they would do uh, with too much free time. The uh, the only thing that I'm furious about, and I have expressed this to both of them, is that they're doing the Royal Albert Hall live. And for some reason, I would be happy with them doing the O2, but for some reason, the Royal Albert Hall, where Jimi Hendrix and Bob Dylan perform, the idea of those two clowns asking people if they want to eat poppadoms or bread on the stage
0: at the Royal Albert Hall... Has pushed me over the edge. Like people watching that in like a royal balcony yeah, yeah, is yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in a people, box. There's people going to be sat in a royal
2: balcony. <laughs> the last time I went to the Royal Albert Hall, I saw Ravi Shankar perform. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, these are like these yeah. are legends icons, thing, legends things. of yeah, music who move music forward and done yeah. things that challenge our perceptions of what yeah. art can and can't be. And now James Acaster is going to be there going, "I'm a genie. Do you like sandwiches?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: So should we all go, yeah? Yeah, yeah we should go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got my ticket. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> well, congratulations, you win the goodie bag. Yeah. You
2: yeah. win the goodie bag. Hooray. <laughs> right.
0: oh, here we go. Oh, it's a heavy one Ooh today. Oh, my God, it's a really Ooh, heavy goodie bag. a goody really goody heavy back. one. And um, Nish, thank you so much for coming round. Oh, that was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, the, the heavy thud was a glass bottle full of alcohol. Yeah, Fantastic. it was. And Nish Kumar, everybody. Yeah. Thanks very much. Coming up next week on Dish, we are going to be joined by Charlotte Church.
2: I did a duet with
1: Usher and I had no recollection of it. (laughs) I was like 15. I don't know, I remember they were talking and she was like, oh, I remember you did that lovely duet with Usher. And I was like, no. <laughs> Why did I do it with Usher? She was like, you remember in that parade thing they used to do in New York. You and Usher did the duet.
0: Couldn't believe I it. I remember.
1: I love Usher. Yeah. yeah.
0: You were there. trust. If you would like to recreate today's dish for your friends or family, or maybe a stranger in the street, head to waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. That is where you'll find all the meals we've ever made on the podcast.
1: Follow Dish wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get it delivered to your device every week. And if you enjoy it, please leave us a great review. If you don't, just listen to something else. <laughs> we can't
0: all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela, wherever they are, to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose, food to feel good about.